Hey y'all, this is Shirley. We are living, loving, laughing in grace, and we are going to jump right back into the word. Here we go. I said, we're about to see how resting in the Lord's love triggers off the greatest miracle while Jesus was walking on the face of the earth. Now, it says that Mary, as soon as she heard that Jesus was there, I mean, Martha, that she, she took off. I'm going to tell you, it's Martha's nature, as we've seen in Luke chapter 11, before when Jesus came to their home. This is the same uh, brother and two sisters where Jesus came to their home. And you know what? We should probably just go back there. And Martha was serving, 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 all the while Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet, just listening to his word. Listening to his word, like you're doing now. Sitting at his feet, listening to his word. You know why, my friend? Mary had an understanding of who Jesus was, right? What Martha was doing was the normal thing. When someone comes to your home, you prepare a meal for them or you get them drinks or, or whatever. You know, when Jesus showed up, they stayed for a while, right? For a little bit. So she's, she's busy about getting people the things that they need. You know, maybe someone needs a Kleenex. Someone needs to know where the bathroom is. She's running around serving. But, but Mary realizes she's got this, this little revelation that this isn't someone I need to serve. This is someone that has something for me to receive from. This is someone for me to take from. And Mary actually put Jesus in his rightful place. Right? When you see the Lord, do you, and, and, and my friends, this, this is the key to whether we as believers live in victory on this earth or we live in defeat. Do you see the Lord as someone you need to give to? Or do you see the Lord as someone you come and receive from. My friends, the Lord, he, we have nothing to give him. We put him in his proper place as almighty, as our God, as our creator. He's the father. We're the child. He is the savior. We're the ones that need saving. Amen. Every day we need saving from something. Sometimes it's just my own crazy thoughts. <laughs> okay. And Jesus wants to be your savior every single day from every single thing that you face. Just let him. He himself said he did not come to be served, but to serve. He came to serve us, my friends. And it's when we allow Jesus to serve us, it's when we come to him to receive from him, then we can become the kind of people that serve and give out to the world around us. But we have to be filled up by him first. Amen. So we are going to jump back because you got to see this to Luke 11 really quick to see what happens when Jesus um, came into their home the first time. And, and Luke, actually, I'm sorry, Luke 10. I always say Luke 11. Luke 10. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his words. My friends, there is no substitution for having your own private time sitting at the feet of Jesus. And you know what's so beautiful? He didn't say it's got to be an hour. It's got to be two hours. It's got to be three hours. He gives us 24 hours every day free. You do what you want with him, right? He has every right to demand all 24 back. And he just says, hey, because he knows what's best for us. It's like trying to drive your car on empty. If it's empty, it's empty, it's empty, it's empty, right? If it's passy, <laughs> I bet we've all been there. And you're coasting. My husband and I did that once. Oh my goodness, we were in the middle of the Dakotas or something. And, and our, our gas gauge all of a sudden went from, we had 100 miles to zero. And we literally, I know an angel of the Lord pushed us to the next 
exit and right into a gas station and we literally coasted in on nothing. <laughs> Guess what? We weren't going anywhere till we filled that thing back up. My friends, the word of God is your fuel. Your time at Jesus' feet is your fuel. If you, if we're not coming and getting fed by his word, we are running on E and how many, I don't know about y'all, but I know that when I'm hungry, when I'm running on E, I make some bad decisions and I'm not the most joy, fun and peace and love to be around. <laughs> I mean, it's no excuse, but just saying, so she came and heard his word, but Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Martha, oh my friends, there's nothing wrong with serving, okay? Serving is good. It's the motive behind it, okay? Are we serving because we are filled up on the Lord and how much he loves us and cares for us? Or are we serving to get loved and cared for and blessed and favored? You see the difference? We can do the exact same action and have two completely different motives. And it shows in times like this. The whole reason Martha was stressed out was because she didn't do the one thing she needed and sit at Jesus' feet and hear his word. And listen, she blames two of them on one go. Did either one of them deserve that? She says, Lord, don't you care? She just accused the Lord of not caring about her. You know what? I've heard Christians that, that go on and on and on and on and on about how much service they do and then something bad happens and, and they always go back to, I've done this and this and this and this for God and then why did he let this happen or why did that happen? It's that same spirit, my friends, so focused on the serving. They're missing the Lord sitting right in front of them. And then I wonder, did he even tell you to do all those things? Because Jesus never told Martha to serve. At this point, Jesus has already taken two little loaves and three small fish and fed several thousand with them. He could have took care of the issue in Martha's kitchen. <laughs> and then she would have been blessed to see a very great miracle. Well, Martha's heart's in the right place, my friends. But we all need to be fed up with Jesus. And it's a matter of seeing him for who he really is and resting in his love. Don't rest in your love for him. Rest in his love for you like Mary did. So Martha spews this out, right? In a moment of frustration and stress. Stress is a great indicator, okay, that we're trusting in ourselves. Because if we're trusting in the Lord, we won't be stressed. And if you feel yourself getting stressed, that's no judgment. My friends, like I said, it's an indicator, it's a flag to go, wait, okay, I'm stressed about this. Oh, hey, Jesus, you know what? You love me, you'll take care of this. In fact, you love me so much, you gave your life for me. The Bible says that now that God gave you up for me, he will freely take care of all things for me. He, he'll freely take care of this situation at work I can't figure out. He is going to take care of this bad medical report I just got. He's going to take care of my rebellious teenager. Give me the wisdom, Lord, to know how to speak to my child, how to reach out to them. My friends, bring it all to Jesus and put it in his hands. So Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things about many things. Why? But one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. My friends, Martha was troubled and worried about many things because she didn't do the one thing she needed which was to spend some time at Jesus' feet. That sounds really practical to me. You know, we do not make great decisions when we're worried, when we're anxious, when we're fearful, do we? And it wears us down. 
right? Makes you tired, wears you out. I mean, there's all kinds of, I don't even have to tell you, just Google it. There's all kinds of medical studies now that show the effects of stress on the body and also the effects of gratitude, amen, of people that are very uh, grateful. And um, these are even done by people who are, are not Christians, my friends, these, these studies. So, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. My friend, you know, this is why I'm, I am so grateful that you are here listening now. Amen. Because you are doing the one thing that is meaningful for you. Life and health is going into your body as you're listening to the word of God. Your soul is prospering. The Lord is ministering to you. Okay. When we're sitting at his feet, like we're doing now, he's, he's going to work for us on, on, current problems on future problems he's working to bring things about for us bring provision and, and supply and protection and help there's just all this stuff going on that we don't know about why we're simply sitting here and enjoying his presence hallelujah and we're about to see that some more but i wanted you to see this that this is where it started mary developed this habit of sitting at the lord's feet when everything was going good when everything was going okay and then you know what happened when stuff really fell apart and things got really bad, and she had a major problem going on in her life, she immediately went back to sitting at the Lord's feet, flung herself at his feet, in fact. It was a habit created out of these moments where she just spent time with the Lord. Amen, my friend. Set yourself up well, because problems are going to come, right? As long as we live on this earth, there will be trials there will be problems that are going to come along, but we can set ourselves up well by how we're living life on the in-between, right? The Bible often refers to mountain peaks, like we want to be living on the mountain and then valleys, but we don't stay in the valleys, right? Because the valleys are usually very um, shady and cool and cold and not as much grows there, right? We want to be on the mountaintop in the sun, um, amen? But what we're, how we're living life on the mountaintop, Helps us get through the valleys faster. <laughs> you know, the Lord doesn't ever want you camping out in the darkness. Okay? And he doesn't leave you there either. It says that he's with us. He comes and gets us, even though we generally are the ones that took ourselves there. He comes and gets us. Amen. 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 Okay. So. So we see that Martha has this. And then this is what I was sharing that I used to kind of be like this too. This thing where she's kind of relying on her own efforts and her own serving. And that gets her all stressed out and, and blaming everyone else around her that they're not doing enough. Okay, and Mary is simply sitting at Jesus' feet. Now here we are, fast forward, right? Now their brother Lazarus has died. Once again, we see Mary is sitting in the house. You know what I think she's doing? They've already put out the call for Jesus to come. I think she's just sitting there waiting for him. She knows he's going to come. She believes he's going to come. She has a hope that he will come, even though it seems like it's already too late. My friends, his, their brother has been dead for four days. How many of us would still have hope for a miracle? I mean, really, when, when you read the scriptures, put yourself in, in the place of the people that you're reading about, because these are real life people, real life events. We're going to get to meet Martha and Mary and Lazarus in heaven. Amen. We're going to get to meet them and it will help the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible tells us the Lord gave us imagination for his purposes. Let him use your imagination, invite him into your imagination. Amen. So you can have Holy Spirit revelation of Jesus. 
So I just see it says that Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, she ran out to him. I kind of picture Martha, like they have all these people from Jerusalem that have come to their home. And so there's people milling about all over the place. And I kind of see Martha like pacing around, right? It's kind of what she did before. And it doesn't say that she was sitting. So I think she heard Jesus came sooner because she was already pacing about. Maybe she's just walking back and forth outside, waiting, waiting, waiting. Why didn't he show up? Why isn't he here? Where is he? How do I know? Listen to the first thing that comes out of her mouth. No, Martha said to, to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. True statement. My friends, we talked about that. That is a true statement. But then she goes on. <laughs> she started off great. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So here's the thing. Jesus is trying to talk to her and tell her what's going to happen. And you know what? She keeps coming back to, I know, I know, I know. My friends, we do not grow in the, I know. We grow in the, I don't know. Lord, I don't know. Teach me. Lord, I don't know. Show me. I don't know what to do. I need your wisdom. I don't know what's going on. I need you. Amen. My friends, we will never grow in anything in your career in, in raising your children and your marriage. We do not grow in the I knows because the I know means we've shut down to being teachable. It's like, oh, I already know about this. I don't need you to tell me. I already know. I know. I know. So I encourage you to go after the I don't know. I don't know, especially before the Lord, my friends. I don't care how much you do know. When you're talking to Jesus, you don't know. <laughs> Neither do I. Okay? If you did nothing all day, every day, but study his word, when you're in front of Jesus, you don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's how I learned so much is by constantly telling him how much I don't know. <laughs> Amen, my friends. So he's telling her, no, your brother's gonna is going to... um. I'm going to raise him up, basically. He's saying he's going to come back to life. But she pushes it to the future. Oh, I know that in the resurrection, she's looking towards the time when all believers are going to be raised up. I know in the resurrection, he'll be raised. So she's pushing what God wants to do now all the way to the future. You know, we often fall under two categories. We're like Martha. We push it to someday, 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 someday. When the Lord is speaking to us today, he wants to do things in our life today. My friend, every single day, as you are a child of God, God is doing something in your life. He wants to impart something to you. He wants to do something for you. He wants to do something through you. And guess what? The beauty of it is none of it depends on you. It all depends on Jesus Christ and his finished work at the cross. Amen. So Martha's pushing Jesus off to the future when he's like, I want to do this now. Okay, then Mary comes. Um, actually, this is really beautiful. We're going to see a beautiful romance unfold in the midst of all this drama. So we got all these people that are crying and mourning and Jesus is four days late. Lazarus is dead. Um, Lazarus, whom he loves. So everyone's confused. And then he has this conversation with Martha. And then it says, when Martha heard these things, when she had said these things, correction, when she had said these things, She's so focused on what she's thinking, what she knows, what she says. She misses it. She went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. 
Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was still in the place where Martha met him. Oh, my friends, I want you to picture this. This is Jesus, okay? He is the celeb of all celebrities of all celebrities, okay? We have to always keep in mind, there were people that followed after him because they believed he was the son of God and they were his disciples. And there was a lot of people that followed after him just because he was the to-do. He was the, the big deal at the time. They just wanted to see who this guy was that everyone's talking about. And they didn't really have any belief in him. Some followed after him because they wanted to stone him to death, you know what I mean? Because they were jealous of him. And um, so there was all different kinds of reasons. It says nothing about who Jesus was. Jesus is who Jesus is, okay? But Jesus knows this. He knows, of course, there are a lot of people that have been impacted by his ministry at this point. And he knows if he goes into the town, he is going to get swamped with people surrounded as he deserves, honored, praised, adoration. That's what he deserves, my friend. But he wants to have these few precious moments alone with Mary. So he puts aside his pride. Oh, again and again, this man had no pride. Our Jesus, see what a humble, humble Savior we have, my friends. He deserved to be honored. He deserved to show up and have all the attention turned on him. Instead, I just kind of picture him standing outside the town, up on the, on the hill, maybe hidden a little bit behind a tree where he can see down into Bethany, but no one can see him standing there. And he waits for Mary to come after he calls to her. My friend, before you sat and tuned in today, Jesus was calling you. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It tells us that in Hebrews chapter 13. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And just as he called to Mary and wanted to have some precious alone time with her, even just a few moments, my friend, he is calling to you in your heart and you heard the call and here you are listening to his word. Amen. May we always respond. I love this. It says that Mary, as soon as she heard, as soon as she heard the call, as soon as she heard the call, she arose quickly and came to him. And he was standing still waiting for her. Do you see the romance, my friends, the intimacy, the beauty that he wanted these moments with her? He guarded these moments with just one. He deserves, like I said, to be worshipped by thousands. And yet he calls to just one. He calls to each and every one of us. Do you know there's times throughout your day where Jesus calls to you? And yet you might not be able to stop what you're doing. You might be at work. You might not be able to just get up and walk out and go home and, and sit in your private place. But you can stop for just a moment in your heart. And just, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You love me. I am your beloved daughter. I am your beloved son. Or just, just recognize that he's there, Jesus. Jesus, what are you saying to me? You know, so quietly under your breath, my friend, you can turn your cubicle into a temple. You can turn your car into a holy place of worship. You can turn a bathroom stall. I've done them all. <laughs> Amen, my friends, and to a place of glory and, and, and wonder because the presence of the Lord is with you. 
Amen. Lord, may we be ever increasingly sensitive to hear your spirit calling us and to respond and simply say, yes, Jesus. What are you saying to me, Jesus? Amen, my friends. So Mary responds. She runs out. It says, Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, they followed her, saying, She's going to the tomb to weep there. See, no one had heard yet that Jesus was there. So they thought that Mary, suddenly overcome with grief, was running back to the tomb where her brother had been buried. Then when Mary came where Jesus was, oh, how the Lord touches my heart, she saw him. And she fell down at his feet. You want to see heaven and earth move for you, my friends? Fall at the feet of your Savior. She fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. True statement. And she left it at that. My friends, of course there's going to be times when we're hurting, we're confused, we don't understand what's going on. Can I encourage you to do like Mary did? Simply speak the truth, speak the word of God, and leave it at that. He will unveil more to you. There, there have been times where I have been in so much pain, both physical and mental. Deep, deep, deep grief down in my soul. And all I could do was simply speak the word of God. I went to a particular psalm that, that really spoke to me and my heart. And, and actually one that I had memorized. And I would just speak those words. I would just speak them and speak them and speak them and speak them. It's all I could do and it's all I needed to do, my friends. So she spoke the truth. And let it be. Listen. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping. I want you to say with me. Say, when Jesus saw her weeping. And the Jews who came with her weeping. He groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. My friend, the Lord understands your pain. He doesn't expect you to pretend that you don't have it. Just bring it to him. Put it at his feet. Put it in his hands. Amen. Then the Jews said how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? It is amazing, my friends. <laughs> if you think you're going to get through this life without accusations, especially as a child of God being thrown at you, well, not even Jesus. He's not, Jesus is grieving over Lazarus. And here there are people whispering in the corner, well, if he had gotten here sooner, at the same time, they, they are right. Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Listen. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead for days. 
Belief or unbelief? <laughs> unbelief, my friends. Martha had no sense. I'm going to tell you, Martha did not have a sense of how much Jesus loved her. Martha is, you know, this is all happening in the physical, but it's to give us spiritual truths that the Lord records this for us. Remember, when Martha went to Jesus, she stood, she debated with him, she told him what she knows mentally up in her head, my friends. The revelation of Jesus and his goodness is his love is something we have got to let sink into our hearts. There's a very big difference in head knowledge and heart knowledge. And we want heart knowledge. Okay, the Bible says as a child, children. In fact, the Bible tells us to have the faith of children. It never tells the children to behave like adults. <laughs> let that sink in for a minute. You know why? We get so caught up in our head knowledge that we squash our faith. But children, you tell them something, they just believe it. They just believe. They can see Jesus in other people too. I will tell you that. They see him. They know him. Now, could they sit here and give you all the doctrines? Could they tell you every book of the Bible? Probably not. But in their heart, they know Jesus and they respect on to him. Mary may have not had every bit of doctrine, but she knew Jesus in her heart and she knew to rely on his love for her, not her love or her knowledge of him. And where do I get that from, my friend? What was Mary's response when she saw Jesus? She threw herself at his feet. She knew how to get anywhere with Jesus was to rely on him. And remember, when it told us that the sisters sent to Jesus, it said that they sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. I'm guessing that was Mary's doing. Because when Martha came to Mary to tell her that Jesus was waiting, she said, the teacher has come and is calling for you. So I believe Mary's the one that actually dictated the message and said, Lord, She's calling on him as Lord, putting all her hope, her trust in him and his abilities, his love, his love for her brother and his love for her. You don't cry in front of someone that you don't think cares for you. And she threw herself at his feet weeping and it moved the mighty hand of God, my friends, and it still moves the mighty hand of God today. And you know what, my friends, we are going to have to cut it off right there. I know it's so very difficult to do. Um, I just have so much that I want to share with you. I mean, it's just so easy to talk about the Lord's love, right? If <laughs> We could just go on and on talking about how much he loves us. And we will do that some more when we get back together next time. And we will continue in this word. So thank you for being here uh, with me today and for listening, my friends. And I look forward to us joining together again around our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, next time. Okay? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and grant you his peace. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Till next time, keep on living, loving, laughing in grace.